All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. You're listening to Real Life, a podcast from the Nation Network. I got 50. I got 50 for days. Brought to you by Finning Canada. The parts you need when you want them. Welcome to Real Life, the podcast. I am your host with the mostest. My name is Jason Strud. You can see me every night from 5 to 7 on Dinner TV. People love seeing me. There's no doubt about that. You can't teach good looking. Across from me at the table is Jason Greger. He is the host of the Jason Greger Show on TSN 1260 every week, or every day, I should say, from 2 till 6. And join us from Parts Unknown, a gentleman who uh, we missed last week, uh, somewhat intentionally, mostly unintentional, uh, the man himself, Wanye Gretz. Gentlemen, how are we doing this morning? Struds, we're doing great. Finning Canada, Struds. Finning right. Can- We've only been hosting this for three right. months now. He right. always forgets our title sponsor. So well, F- you- Finning Canada, how are you doing? Thanks Like, for the like they gave you a calendar. They did. Yeah. I know the well, poster What do they calendar. need to do to get your attention? Sorry oh, they're not Garth you know, Brooks. A, a day timer? Maybe a nice Finning Canada day timer would be nice. Uh, thank you, people. At I like it. Yeah, but you're not organized enough. All I would do is you would drive around with it, and there would be the pages would be completely empty, other than uh, spoke to Garth Brooks today with a big yeah. love and a heart around it. All right. Yeah, the things that do make up, his let's talk about the it. things that do make his agenda are extraordinarily awesome, like interviewing Garth Brooks today, playing chess with <laughs> right. God at midnight. No big deal. No, it was a pretty big day. So the, for those who don't know, uh, with dinner through dinner television, I got to go down to the press conference uh, at Roger's Place on Friday, and Trisha Yearwood and Garth Brooks came in, and uh, it was amazing. They made everyone feel so at ease. They walked up on stage, and Garth basically said right away, say, you know what, I, I don't really like speaking to people, but here I am, we're here, we're excited about the nine concerts, you know, I'm excited to get back on the road. 
And then he said, I'll take questions. And they just started taking questions and um, so casual, so relaxed. And there's a couple of things he said that I love. The, the one thing though most I love that he said, he said, you know, um, someone asked him, why do you do nine concerts? He said, because I'd rather have eight and a half full concerts rather than have eight concerts and have half of the people who want to go can't get tickets. And that's what he's done. He's sold at all these uh, events. Everyone is going, everyone who wants a taste of Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood can get it. Such a down, a humble guy, just normal. I loved it. And Griggs, I know you saw the concert. I went I, Friday night. I went on Saturday night. What did you think of the performance? You know what? Uh, Garth's pretty good. He, I'll say this about him. You know, he, I, I looked it up. He just turned 55 uh, mm. earlier this month. And the guy brings a ton of energy. I felt like, and, and you know, the thing I like about him, he's very honest. He goes, you know what? My voice quality isn't going to be at the top all the time. So, you know what? He, he really tries to engage the crowd. He has songs that everybody knows who's at a Garth Brooks concert. And even if you don't know the entire song, most of you can do what we all do when you forget the words. <laughs> right? And then you just go through it and, and away you go. But he, he brought a, a ton of energy into the crowd. You can tell it's obviously something he loves to do. I don't think you could fake it that well, that long. Like Wanya probably knows a little bit better about people faking. But anyway, we can get into that another time. But overall you know what as far as a showman definitely uh definitely one of the best i've seen uh there, there's no doubt about it he he obviously has some good camaraderie with his his crew his guys on the guitar and everything they've been together like 20 30 years in, in some cases so I, I thought it was a fantastic show for for me when i go to a concert i want to be entertained and you know when when i hear about people oh yeah well their voice or whatever a i appreciate there's no lip syncing like mm-hmm. concerts who lip sync you suck balls right like there's yeah. no other way to say it and even if the voice quality isn't perfect, it's not in studio. I don't expect it to be. I want to be entertained because you know what? If I want great voice quality, then I'll just get their CD. Sure. And uh, that's the thing I uh, uh, appreciated about them. And I think people that, uh, that went, I've yet to see one negative post anywhere, which in today, in the era of social media, right. that's virtually impossible. Virtually impossible. And I've never seen one. Wanya, have you ever seen Garth Brooks? And if not, would you want to see him? I would love to see Garth Brooks. In fact, when everybody on social media was like, look at me, I'm a Garth Brooks, I'm the greatest person ever born. I was like, well, maybe I should have my own Garth Brooks concert down here. And I went to download his album. (laughs) Are you ready for the shock of shocks? Garth Brooks is not on iTunes. Garth Brooks has so much money that he's just like, you know what? Number one platform selling music in the world. I'm going to sell records at Walmart. Maybe if there's time, I'll sell some tapes out of Trisha's trunk at the next concert. Like, holy crap, (laughs) Garth Brooks, get on iTunes. I do think, though, that he's one of those guys that is just so successful and, you know, married to Trisha Yearwood. She's so successful, too. They can do whatever they want, right? They don't have to go on iTunes. They can do a deal with Walmart to just sell CDs there, which is what they did, and it worked really well for them. But when you can come to Edmonton and do nine shows and not have any negative comments like that, I don't know that there's too many other artists in the world that could pull that off. No, you know what? You, you can't. And the thing is, you cannot find his music on YouTube either. You go on YouTube, there's there's none of his songs are on there. So someone is is making sure that nothing gets yeah. online like that. It is amazing what he's done now. It's Trisha. I got a chance to go it's down. It's Trisha. Tr- Trisha's up late. She's taking movies down off iTunes. <laughs> but when I went to when I went down to that uh, press conference on Friday, I also got to interview both Trish and and oh, I call her Trish. Yeah, I was just going to say you guys chummies now. Well, I did have a crush on her for a long time. I remember because yeah. she's about ten years older than me, and I've always I had the biggest crush on her when I was eighteen or twenty. And, you know, let's, I am married and she's obviously happy married, but, you know, sometimes you feel a connection 
And God, I, listen, there wasn't no let just yeah, let there me wasn't finish. One. <laughs> there, no, surprising a little bit. There wasn't. I was looking pretty good. I got to work out in that morning. But you know what? I think it's true. Like Garth Brooks' song, "Unanswered Prayers." It's it's the way it should be, right? Like we're both with the person we should be. And I'm happy that she didn't feel it. And I didn't feel it either. Anyways, I got the chance to interview both Trish and Garth. And um, the very first thing that I interviewed, I went up and I said, hey, I'm Jason Strudwick. They're like, nice to meet you. Then both of them looked over my producer and said, hi, I'm Trisha or Garth and my cameraman. Both of them did that. I've done a lot of interviews with my cameraman. Uh, I've never, ever seen anyone else do that. And they both did that. And it was genuine. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like, hi, I'm Jason. It was just like, hi, nice to meet you. And it was like, they were like, how are you? Then Garth even commented on my, my cameraman had a lanyard on uh, with uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. And he commented on that's his favorite team. He loves all Pittsburgh teams. And my cameraman, I think, I think he's still like on a high off that. Like genuine people. I think it comes through in their show. Yeah, well, little things to make everybody in the room just feel acknowledged. And it sure. doesn't matter whether you're Garth Brooks or whether you're, you know, you're Wanye Gretzky or whoever you are, just somebody, mm. any friends, when you walk into a house party and it's the person who says hello to everybody and has a big smile on their face, how's it going? People appreciate those type of people. And, you know, the thing with, with Garth Brooks is he never went to the usual cliched uh, sayings. Hey, this is the greatest crowd ever, right? Like, I don't like that. No, he talked about it. He goes, man, I can't believe it was 21 years since we came here. That was a mistake right. to not come back. Yeah. Right, and and that's probably legitly honest when he looks at it, and you know I I, I had a a friend and Brett Kissel, who of course got to open for him, mm-hmm. and he said for him of course like Garth Brooks is kind of like the Wayne Gretzky of hockey for country sure. music people, right? Brett grows up, that's the guy, and now all of a sudden he gets to open for him, right? It'd be like you know Strudge, you're getting drafting your first game in the NHL, and you're playing with Wayne Gretzky or Mark Messi, and you're like, oh my God, this is unbelievable, sure. and. You know, for him, and he just talked about... What's the comparison for my life, Gregor? Um, What's the comparison for my life? What would that like for be your for your life, me? it would be like if, uh, you know what, when you went to your little nerd camp, if you got to have lunch with Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> would that be fair? Oh, wow. <laughs> or if you... if you yeah, it went, fantastic if you if can you line that up. If you one of your underground rap places and all of a sudden like 50 Cent came around and gave you his Band-Aid. Well, you fell off. You had me with the Zuckerberg thing, but the 50 thing, you lost me. I got you. Go on. Continue on your story. <laughs> well... Well, it might be also if you went to meet Donald Trump and you with your short arms and he was small hands. Oh, no, like you can't. The perfect person. You can't bring that Do up. Do you in see those memes right now on Facebook? <laughs> Have you seen those on Facebook where they're purposely shrinking Donald Trump in all the pictures to make him look smaller? Oh my God! Like it's so awesome yeah. because you know deep down that is driving him insane. It's like, driving me and, insane. And he can't when I'm in doing things now, I'm looking at people's arms around me, trying to size them up to see if we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> Have you ever measured your arms? Like, do you I know have, what your? I have. I went. I've been to the doctor since this fiasco of a podcast started, and I okay. asked my doctor, "Are my arms too short for my body?" Barry Stafford and Jason Strudwick say they are, and the doctor's like, "No." What is... And in fact, you should tell Strudge he's got some issues of his own he needs to worry about, and that urine test that he had at our office is coming back on. Monday. And I'm like, "Okay, doc, we'll bring it up." Uh, did, did the doc also tell you it was normal to be itchy for uh, seven days yeah, after your first encounter? So don't don't right always. Yeah. No, he told me don't. Don't go always believe. Get a foot massage in Asia. That's what he told me. <laughs> don't always believe what the doctor says. But you know, Garth Brooks is one of those I think legendary artists, and it was interesting talking to a few people. Like, man, I'm not really a country star, and that's okay. Yeah. But to me. I think we miss out on times going to concerts of genres that aren't ours, right? Like to me, honestly, I'm not a heavy metal guy, but I would go watch Metallica 
I would probably bring earplugs because I don't love that. But I would go watch just because I'm like, like these guys have been the best of their genre for a long time. Right. So why wouldn't I want to go see them? And Garth Brooks was at the peak for the longest time. Like they were putting out some stats and obviously the sports nerd in me, I'm, I'm watching his intro and it's like yeah. only artist in history to have a uh, seven albums sell over 10 million copies. And you're just like, what? And then of course I'm crunching the numbers. I'm like, what if each one's worth 10 bucks? Like you're thinking that guy's making a hundred mil just on that. Never alone merchandise and everything else. Like it's that's amazing how much success he's had. And his song strategy, you know, you talk about unanswered prayers and so many of his other songs. You don't necessarily have to be a country guy or a girl to listen to the mu- listen to the words and be like, Yeah, okay, I can relate to that. Yeah. You know, it's funny you make a comment about going to stuff that's out of our comfort zone. Music that's out of our comfort zone. Like I in the last year I've seen Neil Diamond, Garth Brooks. Yeah, but those are your favorites. I know. Yeah, those are your comfort zone strides. Get out of and your comfort zone. That was well that was I don't even know what comfort zone that is because I went to see Beyonce. My wife and another couple wanted to go see. So I went and saw it. And it was so awkward because I had to stand up. I don't like standing up at concerts because everyone else is standing up. Everyone knew the words to every song that I'm trying to dance. I look like a giraffe who's having a, a heart attack as, I, as I'm moving around. And I was so rattled. She was a great entertainer, but I don't really love the music. I was waiting for single ladies. As Perfectly. we all are. I, I agree. I, I and, and Wanya will probably disagree with. I thought her last album, like I, there was not one song in there that resonated with me at all. Maybe because you don't get girl. it, Gregor. Maybe because yeah. you no. don't understand hey, you know us what, girls and, 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 and Beyonce okay. and our I, whole life and the ups and downs of being a woman in 2017. What the hell would that have to do with you? <laughs> hey, Wanya, um, uh, I, I grew up in a household with a mother who had to battle, uh, you know, being in a, in a male-dominated world for a long time. I've had these conversations, but I can tell you, I spoke to four different females who said the exact same thing as me. So I wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, I don't think I'm a guy who's remotely any sort of misogynistic or anything or sexist at all. I, you know, I listened to Adele's album and I thought it crushed it. I didn't think it was close. Just my own opinion. I, I just, I didn't, and hey, you know what? Everybody has different things. But I didn't see the hype of the last Beyonce thing. I didn't get it. Well, as the only member of the Beehive on this bloody podcast, I'm going to die defending my queen, obviously. It's not going to go any other way but that. The newest album is Hot Fire. What are you talking about? Lemonade? Lemonade, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was a concept album, right? She released a whole bunch of videos for it and stuff like that. I don't think it was intended to be like a club anthem album with single ladies and stuff like that. But to your point earlier about going to concerts that are outside your comfort zone where you can appreciate the music... I went and saw Bjork. I know we already talked about it on the podcast, but you know, stuff's going to start repeating in episode 16. Going to see Bjork in Iceland was one of the most amazing concerts I've ever been to. I don't even know any of her songs. All I knew was that she showed up one time in a swan dress to an award show. It was unbelievable. And you're right, you know, getting outside of your comfort zone and seeing, if you're going to see heavy metal, go to a Metallica concert. Go see somebody who's at the top of their game. Even if you don't know who Garth Brooks is, I mean, everybody knows who Garth Brooks is, but you, you can't name a song other than Thunder Rolls going to see somebody who's that good at what they do with all the albums over 10 million sold, you will have an entertaining night. So, Wanye, right now, who is the rapper to go see in concert? Well, rap is hard, right? Because a lot of rappers are good studio rappers, but they're terrible live, right? So I've gone to lots of rap shows where I'm super pumped, and I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be the best thing ever. First of all, no rap shows start before 3 a.m. That seems to be an industry rule these days. (laughs) And then the guy comes out on stage with, like, 35 members of his entourage, and you can't tell who's the rapper and who's just waving a towel and stuff like that. But... You know, Little Wayne and, and, and Jay-Z, the, the big guys, the guys who can do arena tours, guys like T.I., your poker partner, um, those guys, you know, they're, they're all really good. There isn't really 
anybody coming up right now, I think is like hot that you got to keep your eye out for. Plus, let's be honest, a lot of rappers don't come to Canada because of the border issues. I never forget, as long as I live, Puff Daddy and the family was coming to Edmonton in 1997. Strudge, you were 43 in the story, I'm two. And Puff Daddy's coming to Edmonton, and I'm so excited, and my sister got me tickets for Christmas, and then, like, the day before the concert, they can't get across the border, because Mace had, like, an AK-47 in his stowaway luggage or something. I don't know what happened. They never came back. They never came back. They wrote, they said they were coming back, Gregor, but they never came back. I'm waiting still. You know, we, we talk about getting out of our comfort zone, and Greg's, I have to ask you. Uh, is getting out of your comfort zone, getting underneath a squat rack at the gym, would that be considered getting out of your comfort zone? Ouch. Struds, you and, <laughs> you and I have had physical contests, and I've yet to lose. So you can keep talking, but until you actually win one of them, then we'll talk. Is that true? Like, You've had physical feats athlete. of strength? Yeah, no. Yes, we have. I beat him in a rowing contest. He made some excuse. Did I not? I beat you in the rowing contest. End of discussion. I won the race. It's a one-time race, buddy. I beat you. You okay. suck because you you tried to pull too hard because you were intimidated, and then you slipped off, and then I beat you. Fact. I also crushed you in the home run competition where you couldn't even get the ball out of the infield. Ouch. Fact. That, that is fact. Yeah. And I, I agree you beat me in the rowing machine, but I also ripped the chain right off the rowing machine. <laughs> you didn't rip They've any never... chain off of it because you finished the rowing. I was so strong. They're like, we've never seen anyone rip <laughs> a thing in half. No, like what, what happened was because your uh, orangutan arms, you were able to lean back and then you were kept pulling because most people's arms would have stopped, but you went past the normal rate. That's what happened. But yes, uh, Wanye, I'm Your arms are so freakishly long, Strads. Your arms are so long and so not stunted that make people look at you in the street. How do you even get through the day? <laughs> no. <laughs> Listen, that was a weak one. We know that it's worse to have short arms. You're the one that has to put your jean pockets two-thirds down the front of your shirt. So don't, don't get upset with me. <laughs> this is like is this this podcast is like we're three junior high girls going to school on the bus and well, we okay, talk what about we're gonna Beyonce, do is we're gonna take a break we we're gonna let Wanye recompose himself here because he's rattled right now we'll give you a few seconds so you can uh, wipe off the dust from your elbows Ouch. and uh, we'll return on real life podcast brought to you by Finning Canada it's Wanye Gretz Jason Strudwick and Jason Greger. It's late. And you just finished a full day of work. Your equipment is done for the day and tomorrow bright and early you start all over again. You know what you need to keep it running smoothly, but there's not a break in the schedule to make that happen. With over 1.4 million cat parts at your fingertips on parts.cat.com, getting that part just became easier. Any device, anytime, anywhere. Get what you need, when you need it. Order today, parts.cat.com. All right, we are back from break. Uh, thank you again to our good friends at Finning Canada. And, and, and uh, I have to apologize. Gregor came down on me during the break and insisted that I apologize or Wanye may walk off the podcast. So Wanye, this is my official apology. I apologize about the arm comment and I will try not to do it more than once per podcast. I don't accept your uh, apology. You'll be happy to know. You might be the number one ranked hockey player in China for the past month. I don't care. <laughs> I'll make enemies as high up the ladder as I feel like. You've made a powerless enemy in Sonora, Mexico. I'll never forgive you. 
And just for the record, I never once uh, wanted Struts to apologize. So I like that you didn't <laughs> that you didn't accept his uh, apology. Uh, quickly, let's go on the podcast. It's real yes. life. Uh, do we have an update on the house Struts? Like, is this thing going to yeah. be ready before 2018? Mm, we're we're trending in good good stead for 2018. Oh, it's been a bit of a slower process. That uh, today um, our painting wasn't quite done, so we had to deliver these massive uh, appliances or this, all these appliances, and they're now in the middle of the kitchen. Uh, we can't put them against the wall because the walls aren't painted yet. So I'm going to ask yourself uh, to come over and help me move these massive. Oh, buddy, appliances. got a roller fired up. Let's do it. Yeah, we must gonna... have ro- like what did you buy it from a discount store? Like most yeah. of the good ones now, you, you they have wheels on them, right? And you yeah. roll them in place, and then you lift the wheels up. You put the the uh, kind of the the stand on it, and away right. you go. I'm going to give you a quick insight to my life. I don't buy anything full price. <laughs> <laughs> So to answer your question, yes, it was discount. And my wife had to unload them. (laughs) My God, there is nothing more charming than two multi-millionaires cackling like Mr. Burns talking about how they've never paid full pop for a toaster. Good God. (laughs) you got to save it. Save the money. Hey, let's let's get into uh, some hockey talk right now. Oilers, of course, uh, taking on Tampa and Florida in back-to-back sets. Uh, Lauren Brassois going the first game against Tampa, and then obviously Cam Talbot will go against Florida. Florida's the better team. They've won five in a row. First time ever they won five in a row on a road trip uh, with a win in St. Louis on Monday. What do you – is Lauren Brassois, if he plays well against Tampa, does that mean Peter Shirelli likely doesn't go out and get anybody as a backup? What do you guys think? Wanya, you first. Oh, wow. Thank you. Still trying to butter me up after the arm thing. Hey, that's cool. I'll forget. (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I honestly think that if my memory serves correct, the only playoffs I have to draw from in modern memory is 2006. Having a good backup goalie and having a good backup backup goalie, I think, is prudent. And amazingly, we're talking about building an Oilers lineup for playoff runs. And I don't think Laurent Bessois, with all due respect to him, is necessarily ready to step in in game five of the second round against whomever and backstop the team should anything god forbid happen to Talbot I think it's great to give him a shot I think it's great to give him some playing time but I don't necessarily think that he's engineered to be a playoff backup who can step in with loads of experience to draw from it'd be irresponsible not to trade for another backup I I think you have to do it I I look around the league uh, there are guys you can pick up maybe like even a guy that was here before Anders Nielsen I mean you need but what playoff experience does he have at this point I just want someone who can play goalie backup because if if something happens to Cam Talbot he's had all those starts he's played I mean he stole the game in Chicago stole that game if something happens to Talbot let's say two and a half weeks from now are you comfortable saying I'm willing to go with Laurent Brassois and the monster. Is that fair to the players in that dressing room? It's not fair at all. No. Yeah, but it's so you're, you're saying you're that much more comfortable going with Anders Nilsson and I'm, the monster? But I'm hoping you have some depth that someone can catch fire. Someone someone can not catch fire, but someone can play the game. Yeah. See, if I okay, see I, if I see the monster going into a playoff game, I'm going to personally run and pull the fire alarm at Rogers Place so that the game has to be canceled <laughs> and we all leave. There can be no monster in the playoffs in an Oilers no. jersey. And Greg's that was just an example. I'm not saying yeah. him, but I, I I want a legitimate guy that can start or to, to, that's been a backup that can play in the league. Okay. Well, I looked at it. Okay. So and the, really, the only options that makes it like you got Michael Newworth in Philly, and everybody loves him. He's got an 890 save percentage okay. this year. Yeah, it's a down year, but it's an 890 save percentage. Mm-hmm. Lauren Bressois has a 919. If he plays well against Tampa and maintains it, I kind of might roll the dice. I don't have a big issue with it. And number two, Kincaid in New Jersey mm-hmm. is probably the best option. Now, he's played 48 games, not a ton of experience, and he's got a 9-12, 9-14 save percentage in his career, so it's decent. But the reality is, 
if you lose your starting goalie, they're not going anywhere anyway. That's just a, that's just a fact. There's no, unless you're a team that has like a Vasilevsky or somebody mm-hmm. else who's played enough. I ultimately don't think it matters. So if you could get a backup for nothing, sure. But to me, the priority beforehand is I get a centerman who can win some damn faceoffs, who can help the team, or a scoring right winger. I would I would rank it right now backup goalie third on the list of priorities for me. Do you think if you go back to 2006, they'd like to trade for a different backup going forward? Well, that no, you, look at UC Markkinen's numbers, people. UC Markkinen yeah. was fine. They went three and three with their backup goalie in the playoffs. Three oh, and man, three. let's what not discount what UC Markkinen did for the Oilers. That wasn't like your typical, oh, we'll call on our tendy. Like Mark Andre Bergeron blows out Roley's knee, and then you got to pour that. That poor guy in after. Was it Conklin that gassed it after he got put in for a role? Well, it was Conklin and Smith. It wasn't like it was a bad goal. It was just bad communication behind the net. It wasn't like the goaltenders ever allowed sieve-like goals. It was a miscommunication behind the net. I think that's what people forget. But but I think that – I'll agree with you that I think a centerman would help, but I would put the goalie above the right winger. I think because you're hoping some other guys start scoring. scoring. You're, you're hoping Benoit Pouliot can get back. And yeah, get but he's a left winger. Right, right. But like on the right over. side right now, you've got Eberle, you've got Slepeshev, you've right. got Cassian. Slepeshev and Cassian, do you really expect them no, to score a lot? Not them. But I think if you get more production from Nuge, Benoit Pouliot, Lucic, you're yeah. getting some more goals from there. But, I, I agree. Right but, now, I think the, expecting Benoit Pouliot to score is like expecting right. the monster to be good in goal in the playoffs. But at some point, he's got he's got to get going. He, it's inevitable. He's he's played <laughs> so poorly. He's going to start producing some kind of goals. You can't keep this pace up. Well, yeah, it's almost can. the opposite. He's a hurt now. He's not even on the road trip. Right. right? But I don't. I, wait a minute. Me, wait a minute. Who's hurt? Who's hurt? Pouliot. So he's oh, dead. You don't God. think he can come back and do anything? I, 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 Pouliot could be a fourth-line winger on this team. I don't see him in your top nine struts. Honestly, if you look at your left wingers, I don't see him being a top nine left winger if you're going to add somebody else. I put him on the right side. I try him on the right side. Try him somewhere else. Try to get Oh, him I wouldn't play him ahead of Slepeshev the way Slep's playing. No, that's fair, but who has more potential to score more goals? I would say Slepeshev at this point. Honestly, I, I think Benoit Pouliot's confidence struts is in the gutter. It's in the end. Right. You can't just flip a switch. And the other thing is, he's, he's com- his confidence is in the gutter. The coach has no confidence in him. Right. He's not, and Slepeshev is getting better. He's getting more opportunities, and he's getting better. And the harsh reality of sports is, sure, I can hope for Pouliot, right. but it's only hope. That's all it is at this point. I don't think it's a guaranteed lock that Benoit Pouliot comes back and suddenly scores you know, three goals in the last 15 games. I think there's a chance because I think he comes back and he gets inspired. When I watch Benoit Pouliot, I've watched him this year. I've watched him last year with the Oilers. I've watched him his whole career. He's uninspired. When he's inspired, he's a dangerous player. You go back to that last year with the Rangers, he was inspired with the Rangers, and he was skating around making yeah, things happen. Why wouldn't he be inspired this season, though? The team is he finally pouts. competitive. Because he's pouting. He's not getting the minutes he wants. When he comes back, he sees now the carrot, which yeah. is the playoffs in the end. He'll be inspired and get her going. But his minutes played up until the last month right. were basically the same as his minutes played 13, 14 minutes a night like the previous years. Playing with good players. He played basically all year with Nugent Hopkins and Eberle. Right, but he... he I, mean, I don't know him personally. I know you're in the Benoit Pouliot fan club. Do you have a number Apparently he's a president. Listen, over there? Yeah. listen, I remember doing, uh, together, we were doing the shows. When that contract signed, I said, he will not finish his contract to the Oilers. Well, I said, he will not finish it, and he won't finish it. Yeah. It, it, was a, it, was a, it was a bad decision to sign him, but... That's like saying Wanya after the first playoff game doesn't need a cab ride home at 10 p.m. <laughs> a cab ride. I'm going to need bloody Air Force One to take me home with fighter jets because I'm going to be the most drunkest, pumped guy in the history of time. No one can come within 100 feet of me. But the truth is that there is a chance that Benoit Pula can get going. I think all things being equal, Benoit Pula can produce more than Slepeshev. And I, I, really? let's, let's see. Oh. I, I, listen, I okay. know he has improved it, but he's been so bad 
that at some point it's got to change. I think when he's inspired, he can get going. And I, I, I can't believe I'm def- I can't believe I'm the one defending him. Yeah. But I, that is how I feel strongly. But I do think going back to my original point, irresponsible not to train for another backup. Okay. Well, well, the other thing is the options of who you can and what you're going to give up for. Because you're only yeah. you're giving it up for a what if scenario that's very based in negativity, right? Because mm-hmm. the only way the backup means anything to the orders is if Talbot gets hurt. I think we all agree on that one hundred percent, right? And if you yeah. look at their schedule, right? So they're going to split the duties here on Tuesday, Wednesday. Then Talbot's going to play Washington, Nashville, St. Louis. Then they have three days off. Mm-hmm. He plays a game. Two days off. They play a game. Two days off. So he's well rested into March. There's no travel. Mm-hmm. They have a back to back in in Denver and uh, Anaheim. So he won't play one of those. And then they have a back-to-back at the end of the season. So really there's only two and possibly another game. You'll give him rest maybe at the end of March or something, but you're thinking three regular season games and that's all the backups playing. And if Talbot's hurt, I mean injured or sorry, healthy, then your backup's doing nothing other than saying, good job guys here. I'll open the gate to make sure you don't trip coming out of the bench. So for me, unless I can get him for nothing, I'm not sure I look at it. All right, I want to shift gears. You talked about a right winger. Jerome McGinley, are we interested in bringing him back, let's say, in a week and a half's time? And if, for what? Colorado Avalanche. Greg's? This probably isn't going to be popular because he's from St. Albert. Yeah. He's a very good player in the history of, of his career. It would be a feel-good story. Rarely do the feel-good stories of coming home really work out. Um I'm not sure. The, the one place he might help is on their second unit power play. I don't put him on the first because the first unit power play is fine to me. You could take Kajul off the second unit if you want and add Jerome McGinley. It gives you another shot. There's no doubt about it. My question is, and that's only two minutes a game of power play time mm-hmm. on average. Can he skate five on five in today's NHL in the playoffs? And my gut instinct tells me no. Now, he could be inspired. Last kick at the can, right? Mm-hmm. And he's a Hall of Famer. So, so you know what? The, the, the issue is, his, you're obviously going to get Colorado to take half his contract. He has a no-movement clause. So, so Aginla, actually, if he really wants to come home, he can say to Colorado, the only place I'm going to waive my no-clause to is Edmonton. Whatever you can get for me, get for me. If not, I'll pull a Matt Sundin, and I'll just sit out the rest of the season here. Right Now, maybe he doesn't want to do that. Maybe he wants to win. You, you, I know you're good buddies with mm-hmm. him. So if the cost is like a fifth-round pick and half his salary, yeah, I'd probably look at it. But I would do so with very low expectations. The Jerome McGinley that you're acquiring is not the Jerome McGinley who scored 30 goals every year for 15 years. Wanye? Well, Gregor broke my heart saying that when you come home, things never work out. I don't know where that came from, Gregor. Just breaking hearts today for no reason whatsoever. Lots of people come home and well, no, things work hockey, out. Man, like hockey, <laughs> yes. like the feel-good stories. Can you name an order that came back and had great success? Well, I think when Carmi came back, I was impressed that he came back and played the year. That was impressive to me. I don't think that was... Well, he got in a fight and everybody kissed and made up. Yeah. But he, but that, he came the back t- there. The team was still fun. in the basement. Yeah. Well, he's not going to put the... No, nobody could have put... It took Connor McDavid to get that team out of the basement. But I thought that relative to what he was capable of doing coming home was good. A guy like Aginla is tough, right? Like, the PR value of him coming home is hilarious. We could get 80 billboards in Calgary that just shows Aginla in an oiler jersey and, like, kiss our ass Calgary or something <laughs> funny. That'd be worth it. <laughs> I don't know. It's hard to say, right? Like you said, he, how much is left in a tank of a guy like that? I mean, his tank is pretty massive regular to your regular NHL player. He's been playing for years. Can he really step in and provide assistance? I don't know. Struds, I mean... Is a guy like that somebody that in the room being able to draw on all of his playoff appearances, is that going to be a value to the Oilers lineup right now? 
You know what? I, I, I'd actually, no, I got to say I'm a good friend of Jerome. So I would be interested in coming back. Obviously, the price is something to be considered. That, that is a major factor. So let's, and even though he's a good friend, the price for me is a big deal. But I see him helping in a couple of ways. I think Jerome McGinley, over a playoff run, has maybe one game in him where he does something. He, he finds his legs again and all of a sudden it goes for it. Is he is, I don't think that Jerome has slowed down. I think that the rest of the league has yes, gone faster. Sure. And um, I think that Jerome McGinley can still have an impact in, in that area. I would like to actually see him sometimes on that first power play for a, a one-timer. He's, his shot has not gone away. He's maybe not, he's not getting many opportunities. But get him in that one op, uh, one-timer opportunity on the power play. See if he can bury some of those and now maybe have one or two power play units that are very dangerous. You're right, Greg. He's not playing on the front line with McGregor. I don't think that was Connor. I think, though, you find him a spot where he can fit in, then punch him in. If you need a punch of energy, you drop him in a line just to get it, just see what happens, right? But the, the, the cost of, a, of taking, let's say, whatever it is, you mentioned uh, whatever, a later pick, if that can be the case, I make the move. And what he brings in the dressing room is a guy who's been everywhere, done everything. Yeah, Lucic has Stanley Cups, uh, Iggy, Iggy, Iggy is not. But he has been all that experience, a calmness in those big games. It would be nice to have it. I think even though he's not a top player, in the, he would agree he's not maybe a, maybe a top six on this team, he is still a guy that when he speaks, uh, Connor, Eberle, um, Tough Bomb Larson, they'll look at him because he's done so much. I, interesting you brought up the Stanley Cup because here's the thing. So Lucic wins the Stanley Cup in Game 7. Yeah. Ginland loses it. They both played Game 7 in the sure. Stanley Cup Final. Do I think one has that much more cachet? People do. But honestly, I don't, I don't think Jerome Ginland learned less than Lucic because he didn't win Game 7, whereas Lucic won it on his team. Right? Honestly, don't. Like, you know in that game yeah. stretch, there's bounces here, there. Yeah. Things can happen. And and Calgary can make a, a strong argument that the goal disallowed in game right. five that could have won the cup anyway. So I, I just, I look at the experience and I think it's probably the same, right? You you look at, he's been in Alberta. He maybe pl- knows how to handle the, the Canadian pressure maybe better. Yeah. Who knows? So, like, to me, if it's the, a low cost, sure. I, I'd, I'd have no interest. But here's a quick one and then we've got to wrap up. Yeah. Sharp or Aginla? Both right wingers. Oh. Who would you take out of those two guys? If you could choose one, who would you take? Okay, I'll be, I'll be totally honest. I haven't watched a lot of Dallas games. I've watched a lot more Colorado games, and that seems crazy because Avalanche are terrible. But I, I do, I've been interested in that team trends. Oh, my God. Oh. I'm, gonna, I'm sorry. And the price is not equal, obviously. Well, no, Sharp is a 5.9 cap hit. Right? Their cap hits are basically the same. Yeah, but the, the price of acquisition will be a little bit higher with Sharp. Is Iggy still so? making $6 million? Close to it. He's like 5-something. I'm going with Iggy. spicy. Sorry, I, I got to go, go with Jerome. I think what he brings in that room, and the one note I didn't put in, I know Lucic really looks up to Ginla. I wonder if Ginla can't push Lucic mm. to another gear, and that would kind of be a way of adding more without adding anything else. So I'm going to go with Ginla. I know that's a very buddy-buddy pick and a hometown pick. Wanye, who are you going with? I go with the Ginla just because it would drive Calgary insane to watch the Oilers, who <laughs> really did nothing and won Connor McDavid in a dra- draft lotto, go to the third round with Iggy in an Oilers jersey. That would be amazing. Really quickly, also, guy who came home to Edmonton and had it work out, Gregor Smith. Um, yeah, well, hey, hey, as far as the welcoming committee, yeah. yes. His personal and team success, it was, it was not close to the Ryan Smith that you had before. And that's not a knock on him, right? But yeah, you're right. He had great individual But it wasn't if. It didn't diminish his legacy at all coming home. 
Well, no, of course not, because he's one of the nicest guys Edmontonians ever have. Like, Strud's talking about Garth Brooks and introducing and saying hi to everybody. Ryan Smith does that to everyone that he meets, without a doubt. It doesn't matter who you are, where you're at, who walks up, big hello. And the guy's still playing. He's captain of the Stony Plain Eagles, for goodness sake. So, Who do you go? Sharp or Ginla? Yeah, I'd I probably go with Patrick Sharp. Yeah, I, I, I get it. Yeah, Sharp, you know what? Uh, he, he can play with skill, guys. I think Sharp skating, he could, he could play him with McDavid. He's played with. He can play with Ben and and Sagan. He's played with Kane. He's played with Taves. He can play with the high uh, letterable guys. So can again. I just don't think again. Yeah. Now at the age of forty, can the same as Sharp at thirty five. So uh, we always wrap it up with story yeah. time. Boom. And uh, today a boat story. Yeah. So uh, this uh, this goes back to my time at the Vancouver Canucks and Mark Messier was our captain and we were playing. Uh, Mike Keane was our coach. We were down in Tampa Bay and um, or so we actually down in Florida and uh, to play the Panthers and. Um, um, all of a sudden, uh, Mark Messi, after the game, he says to us, uh, if anyone wants to go for a boat ride tomorrow, I've got a boat, and you can go, we'll go for a ride in the morning. Be down at the dock at 10. No problem. So, of course, I'm not going to miss it. Myself and Brad May and Adrian O'Coin, Marcus Niles, and we're all down at the pier at 10 a.m. Messi whirls up with this huge, like, 50-foot boat. Unbelievable. And uh, we get on. There's uh, people there. There's, there's a captain. There's a first mate. And there's uh, a lady preparing drinks and food for us. So we're on the water all day. Like we're surfing in all the inlets, having a great time. Everyone's, it's a lot of fun. Music. We're swimming. We're jumping off the boat, doing some fishing. It was an unbelievable day. Around 4 o'clock, my idol, Mark Messier, says to us, guys, do we want this night to end or do you want to keep it going? And, of course, by now I've had about three pina coladas, so I'm feeling pretty good. And we're all like, no, let's keep it going. So he makes a, he goes, makes a phone call. We're going to go to South Beach. And we're like, mess, we're all in like, you know, shorts, swimming shorts and T-shirts, tank tops for some of us. And uh, he goes, Hopefully okay. not you. <laughs> so he says, don't problem, I got it covered. So we pull into this dock in South Beach and there are a couple ladies there from the store and they have clothes for all of us. They are exact size. So we have a shower right on the boat. We get all dressed up in these clothes and we wheel out um, for the night with mess uh, in South Beach and had one of the funnest nights I've ever had. Then uh, somehow we got home. I don't really, uh, I think we just took a cab or whatever from South Beach back to Florida. And it was unbelievable imagine you touched on it a bit hanging out with your idol like i got to hang out with my idol on his boat for the whole day a lot of my teammates an unbelievable night and, and one of my favorite favorite hockey members but i do remember this when we were to play florida that two day, it was two days later i remember thinking to myself i have to have the game of my life because i was out having a great time and if i don't come ready to play i'll be in trouble and i as i remember it was a pretty decent game but um, you you know that's the trade off. When you're going to go out and, and have a good time, you got to make sure you back it up that next game. Yeah, it's and interesting about that story. Starts I've heard for years. People in Edmonton thought the orders lost because some of their young guys went out and partied a bit. Like it had no yeah. bearing on the fact that the team stunk. Them not partying would have made their defenseman any better or the team right. any bigger or tougher. Right. And you got you know you know if you're going to go out and have a good time, you got to be ready to back it sure. up. Sure. And I had a teammate one time that he was so messed up. He went on a Saturday. We played on a Tuesday. He was so messed up, he couldn't even practice on a Monday. And basically, he signed his own ticket out of town. And he was gone. Um, like you can go and have a good time, but you get up. If you're going to dance the music, you got to pay the piper. And it's harder now for guys to do it with social media. You can't hide. Uh, when I was playing, there was no social media. So it wasn't that hard to hide. <laughs> I don't think when you were playing, there was even computers. Was there, Scrubs? No. Uh, we, we just started getting them. They were about the size of an elephant. Lucy the elephant uh, was the size. But uh, no, a lot of fun and a, and a good time. And my good memory of uh, down in Florida. I loved going to Florida and Tampa. It was such a great place to play. 
Uh, not always a lot of fans, but man, it was nice to get away from the winter sometimes. We should have another segment after Strud's story times where I just go, ooh, I want to do that. Because every single story Strud's tells, I'm like, god damn, that would be fantastic. Mark Messier, a yacht, what the hell? Good job, Strud's. Well done and a life well lived. Uh, I'll text him, see if he can get you on the boat. Oh, no, no, it's creepy in 2017. <laughs> well, yeah, that's a great segment idea. We'll be sure to bring that one up next time. Uh, have yourself a wonderful uh, week in Mexico. Uh, get, out, get out of your dorm. Uh, enjoy the heat, and uh, we'll talk to you then. Struds, have a great week. It will be our trade deadline show yeah. next week on the Real Life Podcast, brought to you by Finning Canada, Wanya Gretz, Jason Strudwick, Jason Greger. Talk to you then. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.